Welcome back, everyone, to episode 23 of the Jader and Kyle show. Uh, we're back in a more happy episode this week. It was a little bit of a somber one last week, but, you know, it had to be done. And, we're, you know, that was a really fun episode last week, Jader. What not you say? I know. I agree. I actually loved that episode. It was somber, but it, it, it needed to be done. We needed to talk uh, the legend that is Chadwick Boseman. Um, but yeah, man, no, nope. uh, this, this week is going to be a whole different episode, dude. <laughs> really, really, really hyped to talk this movie. Absolutely. But man, before we get into this, uh, how you been? Because it's just trying to communicate with you this week's been tough. You're, you're, you're a busy man this week. Super busy, man. I don't even know how I'm doing half of this shit that I'm doing, to be honest with you. Uh, I've been working a lot. Uh, school is back 100%. Uh, I haven't been to school in years. I think I've said this a couple episodes ago, but it's one of these um, one of these episodes where, I mean, episodes, look at me, I can't even think right now. It's it's uh, one of these things where, you know, I had like kind of like an epiphany, but my first official day of school started on Tuesday and it's been hell. I've been falling asleep uh past 1 a.m 2 a.m then getting up to go to work trying to uh on my days off i'm i'm like books in and then you know trying to see my kids the whole night trying to watch movies in between study do what i gotta do so it's it's, it's been crazy well we have someone on the show today who's going to be trying to scout out your weaknesses throughout this entire episode <laughs> and here he is it's the cobra mr chance ellison chance Thank you so much for joining us, man. Of course, of course. Happy to be here, man. Happy to be here. What's up, dude? So it's a funny story to all our listeners here that, Gator, I don't even know if you really know this, but Chance and I knew each other before even he jumped into the showdown. Chance, you remember the story, man, how we kind of we kind of all got together? Yeah, we were in a fantasy league together, and then we <laughs> entered a betting league together. That, both of those were fun, and then I got pulled up. I was like, I can't do this anymore, so I got to get ahead out. It got real quiet after a while, and I was like one of the – the like third or fourth season or something like that. And everyone's yeah. trying starting to get into it. You're drafting players and all this. And then all of a sudden, Chance can't do it anymore. They're like, what's going on? And then yeah. come to find out that he's in the showdown. So, man, I got to ask this, too, because I've always wondered this. How did that whole process start with you getting into the showdown? As far as that call yeah. with Christian and then the hat draw, name drawing out of the hat, all that stuff. So, yeah, the whole thing started getting people now. I'm like, uh, I'm the first big fan leaguer to do that. And family is basically a bunch of us who were fans of the show, who like who love trivia, who love movie trivia. And we just like, hey, you know, we want to, we want, we want to do this. And so we started doing leagues. I was really good at it. And then people, people kind of just started, uh, they started telling Christian about me. Uh, then, you know, uh, Free For All, I think it was two, Free For All Two came, uh, met late to the party. They were really impressed. Like they, they told me, like, hey, we can get you there if you want I'm like okay let's i mean let, let's let's try let's, let's, i'm not counting i'll let's, let's see, what, let's see what, what can happen uh i just completed a tournament for for another family i was doing like one, one of my made ones because that was that was one that helps kind of kind of co-found uh and then a few weeks after that i got in touch with christian because i knew he watched the match so I, I thanked him for that and then he told me he's like hey you know basically how 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 quickly would it take you to get to LA? And it's like, okay, we'll take this this long. Like, how would you want? How would you like a shot in the leagues? I'm like, you know, yeah, you know, because uh, I'm I'm sure there are a ton of people who would kill with the opportunity, myself included, because I've been watching the show for a long time. And when the opportunity came, I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on it. I'll figure out details later. But right now, like, I know this is what this is what I want to do. 
Right. So yeah, uh, he told me about Anarchy, found out about that like months in advance. Uh, found out about the you know the randomness of me being me being paired with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> totally random, guys. I swear. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But yeah, man, this since then it's just been a it's been a crazy, crazy journey with all of this. Well, I mean, what's it been like? What three years now since you've been in? It? It's it's been almost it's been actually almost two because I was recruited mid twenty eighteen. This is technically two. It's my, it's my third season. It feels a lot longer, yeah. though, doesn't it? It it does. It really does. I feel like I've been yeah. doing this for like a long for like a really long time. Yeah, I could have sworn you were in this a lot longer, dude. Oh, yeah. A lot longer. I was I was like, no, Chance has been in this for a minute already. <laughs> comparatively, sure, but uh, yeah, I'm still comparatively other players. I'm technically you know, on the green side. So, how has your life really changed then since all this has happened? Like, we've kind of asked that to everybody in a way since they've been on here. But for you as a fan, you were really like one of the first, like you said, behind late to the party. So, it must have been a completely different experience for you. Yeah, it is crazy because when I was drafted, I was like, I was the youngest player by like a long shot. Now it's, I mean, I'm, I'm still by a long shot, but there's still like people like around me. So, like, I'm not, I'm not the only one anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been a crazy experience. I'm now like interacting with all the personalities I followed for like a really long time before this. I'm like playing live shows, which is nuts. I haven't done anything for like, a live audience since I was like in high school, which is which is crazy. Uh, I'm going to places that I'd never been like I'd never, never been to. I hadn't been to a while. Like, I'd never been to New York before I played Brooklyn That's last cool. season. So like that 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 was amazing. Uh, playing Orlando was great. Uh, just getting me all these. That, that, that was a great night. Oh, for, yeah, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Man. Um, I, I had a great night. I'm sure you did have a great night, but yeah, uh, was doing that, meeting all these people who, like, you know, like growing up, I never had. I didn't have a lot of people who had like similar interests as I did. Kind of had to like, you know, like. Just like real like search to find people who I like, really gelled with now now I'm in a, a whole community of people that I and like a whole like network of people that I gel with and like that are like really good friends to me now so yeah this this whole shaman has been like an incredibly positive experience on my life it, it feels like you know we're we're part of more of an online community than we are of a personal community because I, I feel the same way as you man a lot of my friends that live around here aren't huge movie fans you know they're right. They like watching their big blockbuster stuff, but when you mention something to them like a Get Out, even back then when it first came out, they're like, "What is that?" They don't even care about it. And now they see it afterwards. You feel like you're, you know, making movie references all the time. Like, "Oh yeah, there's the movie guy," but it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's not like you can have a conversation with them about it. And then you get a part of this community and it really changes. I know Jader, it's kind of become that way for you. A hundred percent, dude. A hundred percent. You know, and uh, again, I was one of the lucky ones. I was sitting in the seat to see Chance actually, you know, compete and stuff. Like that. And I remember that we were all torn because, again, uh, I've said this a million times where Roka was one of the main reasons why and, and that I started watching this thing. I love the whole character work that he did, but I was also a big fan of corruption. So that night I remember Kyle and I was like, dude, this is like – you know, two teams in the Super Bowl going at, and you know, and two teams you happen to like, you know, so it was uh, pretty nuts. And then being picked out of that crowd, um, being lucky enough to, you know, to get there, you know, go on there and win, and then now be part of this community for me has been so surreal. Like, again, um, people like, you know, your Harlovs and Ellis, where, you know, I, I can pick up the phone and text them and, you know, usually they'll text back. Sometimes they're busy, but it's it's surreal to me that, you know, I started watching and I, I stumbled 
onto Collider because of uh, Force Awakens, because a buddy of mine, you know, and now calling them peers or, you know, you, you co-worker or what have you, this is incredible for me, you know? Yeah, and, so, no, and, and it is crazy to think like how, how you get started with all this, because honestly, like, I got into family because like there was like a random post in the in the page about like this reaction league. I'm just like I responded to that, and I think like wow, had I had I not responded to that post, yeah. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here. Like I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. So it's yeah, it's crazy to think like what like little things led you like get you where you are. And yeah, I think exactly, really, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I I actually used that and on the uh, promo, the promo that I did against David, where it's like it was destiny because I was so pessimistic about going, like not going. Kyle was the one that told me, "Hey, the Schmodown's coming. We should go check them out." I'm like, "Dude, I kind of fell off. Like, I haven't seen it in a couple months. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even know who's playing right now." He he brought me up to speed. I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go back and watch the episodes." Um, and then the whole way up, my girlfriend's like, you're going to get that ticket. You don't worry about it. She goes, I have a feeling like there's a reason why we're going, there's wow. a reason why we're doing this. And it, and it ends up happening, you know, and Kyle and I, we were all like, man, I wonder who, imagine if one of us gets it, wouldn't that be rad? Like, like, you know, like obviously wishful thinking and it actually happens. So it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And it's, it goes to saying where I was even hesitant. I remember Kyle was the one that really was pushing me to go because he's like, bro, let's go. I want I want somebody to go with and I know you enjoy the show. And I was like, oh man, should I go? And I'm like, you know what, man, screw it. It's a couple months away. I have time to plan that trip. Let's let's do it. Let's go. Um, had I said no, imagine like, you know yeah. who the hell I am, you know? So it goes <laughs> back to exactly what you just said. It's insane. I mean, exactly. And then also, Chance, I want to get to your faction in a way because I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Actually, I think you guys are have a really cool thing going on. Thank and that, that night at Orlando, that was really Shannon's coming out party right there. It it, the it, yeah, it was cool because Grace and Ken couldn't make it that night. So Shannon was coming. So we we're just like, you know, she's kind of behind the scenes. She, Christian was trying to get her involved with the show. And she was like, she was so incredibly hesitant. But like just to see her just go out there and just like deliver <laughs> she like threw that jab at camera. Like, no, she killed that night. I was like, like "Holy shit!" Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I loved it. loved every second of that, man. Well, yeah, it's so... funny too because at the bar afterwards, when we're all hanging out and stuff. She's there, but we're like, we really don't know who you are yet. It was kind of weird. And then you know, finally, she's evolved into this person we all see today. And I mean, Chance, give us a little snippet behind the scenes. What's she like? You know, with these training sessions and being a manager in general. Oh, Shannon! Shannon's incredible. She's the best. I mean, I only worked on a few managers. She's she's the best I've worked under so far. And not to say I didn't like working under Ken and Grace; they're great. But as far as like involvement with like your gameplay, Shannon is on. She's on a whole other level because she's always she's organizing calls and study sessions and like even like during our sessions, like she doesn't know anything about movies, but she's always like you know surfing the web for, like quizzes and like trivia That's sites, awesome. trying to like give us stuff because. That- She's because like I said, like I said, she doesn't know anything, and she'll admit it. She doesn't know anything about movies. She's <laughs> always like, but she's always trying to help us. I think that's I think that's really sweet, and it, it's crazy that, like how far Shan's come in my eyes. Because but when I first met her, she I mean she she supported us. She, she supported Mike, so she supported me as well. In fact, after uh, the Russell thing happened, she was she was like the first person to come up to me. Just like you know what, it's it's okay. Don't 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 worry about it. You're gonna be all right. But. Yeah, to see like, and, but she didn't want anything to do like on like in front of the camera stuff. But to see like how much she's like taken to the role of manager, and how like 
how well she's gone over with the fans and how well she's been doing. Like it's dominating, it's, it's, dude. Dominating. dominating. It's, it's crazy, and I and I'm really happy for her. I think I think she's doing. I think she's doing awesome. Well, I mean, all this too, and at the same time, when she's also got a, a real job on the side, where or not on the side, I guess that's her main job, where she's you know on the front line fighting this virus, right? Yeah, yeah. California, I mean, just huge props to her there. And then on the other side of that, you got Mike Kalinowski, your partner. Tell me about that introduction, Chance. When you guys first find out you're impaired <laughs> with each other, that first interaction and how it's evolved into today. So it didn't didn't get put in perspective for me, like how weird it must have been. Because first of all, I was I was not the first choice to be Mike's partner. I don't remember who it was, but like I, I think like the first thing we wanted to do like with Anarchy is like when he finally was he was like I only go to Roca because you know he heals the guy like he wanted to be Roca's teammate. He's like you know what? No, uh, I got got to down with Roca. I got someone else for you. The <laughs> the log line there he was given for me. He was like, okay, I got you. The he's he's a fan leaguer and he's twenty years old because look to to Mike that must have been weird because. I just found out Mike. I'm not going to reveal it here because I'm not. I'm not going to discuss that. But let's just say that if I was paired with someone with the same age gap as me and Mike, my partner would be like a toddler or younger. <laughs> like it, like it'd be, it'd be super weird, right? So obviously it was apprehensive. But uh, I was in LA for uh, vacation, vacation ish. Uh, so I went to see I went to see your tape. The first time I was at, ever at the studio. So glad it wasn't the first time I recorded a match because I would it w- probably wouldn't have gone super well. Uh, so yeah, I met everybody, and that's why I met Mike for the first time. And yeah, we hit it off really. We hit it off really well. We started like talking, just, like seeing what we were good at, exchange information. And yeah, like I think that's when it hit Mike. Is just like you know what, this is someone that's like this is someone that I can do really well with. <laughs> and I tell you what, the the match we were there to watch it was. Uh, Erwin versus Andreco. This is a really fantastic match. That was a great match. Love that match. Yeah, and I think I think I watched that match. I didn't miss a question. And he saw that he just like, oh, because I think his reaction was like, oh, you see, when I, when I get a new partner, I thought this was about making me look good. It's like, okay, now I got to make sure you look good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was basically how the dynamic worked. And, yeah, I mean, we were shaky at the beginning, but I think we, we evolved into, like, one of – the best teams to ever. Absolutely. Well, no, I mean, absolutely. You, you guys, you guys yeah. are fucking. You're clearly you're the champions right now, dude. Right, like, yeah. <laughs> come on, you know. But um, but uh, what was I gonna say? So, I got trapped. I got fucking. I got you, man. <laughs> Go for it. I got you. Um, so just recently, like people don't know, you did just win the champion championship. You guys are team champions. You also yeah. just won the Inner Geekdom tournament. So like, you're on fire right now, man. You're I know on fire, you're on. dude. You got a lot of accolades coming your way. Um, but when you guys won that second team championship, first of all, every time Mike wins a championship, you can see the emotion on his face. And you got to see it from you and Shannon as well with this most recent one. Like, bring me through that emotion right there. Like, how, how did it truly feel for you guys to win that second championship? No, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man, because when I first heard the category of horror, I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit, this could be it. <laughs> but then I heard the I heard the question. I, I knew the answer immediately. I'm just like, Okay. Okay. So, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna win the belts. <laughs> time, for, time, for, time for me to have a little fun. Oh, that's like okay. I, great. I, with, I withheld awesome. from I withheld from my which I would not have done if it was a studio match. I would have been like, hey, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win the belts. Do you want to drag this out or do you want to just give, give it away right now? We probably would have dragged it out then too. But 
yeah, just like the monument. It was like the monumental sigh of relief because I I know how good I know how good Dan and John are. I played them. I played them four times. But that match, I feel like, was our most competitive of anything we've done, aside from the first one, which was a good match until the ending. But this is the one where, like, you're both going head to head, both like p- performing well. Yeah, it's just a matter of like who comes out on top, and like when Spear comes, like, oh, okay, we 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 can do this. We we got we got to jump on. We got to keep it going. And then when we hit that five, it was just like it was just like a massive, massive side because that was the biggest match. That was our biggest match of the year. Like it's like when we were starting the season. Like this, that was the match we had our eye on. We had our eye on getting those heat belts back. Yeah, and it was it was it was a thing like that was our goal. That was our very like on top of our goals at the beginning of the season. And yeah, just to go in and to just do it a second time and just such a in just such a such a like great back and forth match. It was it was great. I mean, it's one of my favorite matches I've ever, I've ever played in the league. You know, watching that last question. So, like, the first on-camera interview I ever did was with Katie Sarife from Annabelle Comes Home. And I remember reading the press notes going into the junket and seeing Gary Doberman all over. So I knew that answer right away. (laughs) I listened to you say, I think it might be Gary Doberman, but I'm not sure. And then Mike's thrown Lee Winnell out there. I'm like, there's no way it's Lee Winnell. Don't lose this on this. Like, Chance said the answer. Don't lose it, guys. And then you spit it out and it works. And... Man, good for you guys. I'm happy that you guys are champions right now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So let's move on to the movie. So uh, Chance, we get to get out. You had a bunch of uh, movies that you threw out to, J- to Jader and I. Jader had hesitancy about one because he's such a busy I'll, man. I, I'll say it right now. I did not want to rewatch The Sound of Music, and it's not because I don't like it. It's because I have no time right now. Oh, it's as long it's- it's so long and i literally like today i've been up since eight in the morning it's been class um i did i did class at like about five o'clock picked up the kids you know do homework with the kids try to spend time with my children because i haven't seen them then right now they're upstairs getting bathed and all that stuff by steph steph is taking care of that right now and then like to try to squeeze in a movie has been insane right uh with work school kids the whole nine so when I saw Sound of Music, I almost didn't even send it to him, to be honest with you. I was like, fuck <laughs> that. I am watching that movie. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, and then it starts winning. I'm oh, like, you know it? what? It's probably not going to win. And then it starts winning, dude. And That's I'm like, funny. no way. Uh, but it, it, ended up, second. It, it did finish wow. the second because Top Gun ended up going. That, let me tell you, it was going like back and forth, back and forth between Top Gun and, and uh, Get Out. Yeah. And then apparently ended up in second. I didn't even follow. Again, I haven't been online. I haven't been on social media. I haven't been doing shit. Uh, so I was the only one that I was really hesitant. And I was like, please do not win. Please do not win. <laughs> just just because of time. Um, yeah. Had it been like, you know, three weeks ago, I would have been fine. Uh, <laughs> I was I was excited for um, Some Like It Hot to be on there. Because I watched mm-hmm. that movie earlier this year for the first time in like February. And oh, it, that is. It's that's fantastic. legit. It's legit one of my favorite comedies. I love that. Oh, movie. really? Yeah. I, I mean, I kind I went on the the Marilyn Monroe kick when uh, mm. like back in February. I just wanted to say, you know what? This woman is one of the most famous women of all time. And let's see what her acting chops were like. And I watched everything she had been in, and this is the one that obviously is her most famous. Well, that or Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. It's one of the two. Or, or Seven Year Itch because that has that famous great show. Yeah, one of those three. It's just Seven Year Itch is kind of. I don't know. I feel like when people talk about Marilyn Monroe, this is the one they go to just because it's still a phrase that people throw out there today. 
And Jader, I don't know. Have you ever seen Some Like It Hot? No. No? Dude, it's it's surprising that this movie got made back when it did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for men to be cross-dressing. And first of all, it couldn't be made today. Uh, men sneaking in and pretending to be women and all these things. It couldn't well, be made. Well, 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 it did. It was called White Chicks. That's true. Absolutely right. Um, but you had Get Out on the list, and Get Out ended up winning the poll just by one or two points by the end of it. Um, so, Chance, Get Out, why was this one on the poll for you? What what made you choose Get Out? I tried to vary between like things I liked, like, you know, I try to vary things people, people know me for. Like, I tried to pick a Tom Cruise movie because I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. I tried to pick a Pixar movie because I'm a huge Pixar guy. Uh, uh, Some Like It Hot and uh, Sound of Music are two of my favorite classics of all time. I, I, I felt like I needed a modern a modern choice. Yeah. And yeah, there are a few that jumped out. There are a few that jumped out to my head. Or there are a few that jumped in my head, but there's this is one I haven't got a chance to like fully like you know discuss like this yet because like I I I thought about Moonlight, but I, I did a podcast on that. I thought I thought about Creed, did a podcast on that. Uh, I thought about maybe Fury Road, but then like you know what, not get get out is I, I, that that's one I think that'll be a really really fun for discussion. It's funny because when I look back at this past decade of film, we just did all all of our, did of our all of us did our um, best of the decade list recently, and. I think there's multiple perfect movies that came out this past decade. We already reviewed one, Jader, in The Social Network. Social I, Network, yeah. I think this is absolutely one. This is a perfect film. This is one of those films where it's so well thought out and put together, and there's setups for everything and payoffs for everything. You right. can't poke holes in it anywhere you go. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's also scary and very unsettling. And every time you watch it, you pick up something new. And I think that's the biggest hallmark of a perfect film is being able to always get a new experience every time you watch it. So that's why I love that you put Get Out on there, Chance. I mean, Jader, when you think of Get Out, I remember back in 2017 when uh, the Nobody saw this thing. This ended up being like a lot of your favorite films. I mean, tell me about that, man, seeing this for the first time. I went into this movie blind. Uh, one of the, my podcast mates from uh, from back then, uh, Ralph, he ended up seeing it uh, at an early screening. And he didn't know what he was going to see either. And I remember he re- we he went to the screening. We recorded the episode, uh, but it was we, um, there was still we still couldn't talk about it. He still couldn't talk about it. It was still under embargo when he saw it. Um, but I remember after we re- after we finished recording, we were all like, oh, so how was it? What is it? I'm like, what is it about? He's like, if you don't know, he goes, don't, don't even see a trailer. Don't read about it. He's like, it comes out next week. Just go and watch it. Trust me. You're going to love it. And I did that. As soon as it, it opened that Friday, um, I was I happened to be off that Friday. I called my cousin that's really into horror. Cause I heard it was a horror film. Um, I called my cousin. I was like, hey, dude, let's go watch Get Out. And he goes, what is it? I'm like, I don't know, but it's a horror. And he goes, fuck it, let's go. So we ended up seeing like matinee. I saw it like at noon. Um, and I remember the movie starting and I was like, it starts off slightly horror-ish with, you know, with the, with the, uh, the kidnapping and all that. But it kind of takes a while to get where it's going. You get me? Like, you don't know what's happening, if, especially if you haven't seen the trailer. I've, had you seen the trailer, you'd be like, all right, I know where this is going to go. But I had no idea. So I'm watching this and I'm like, is this a horror movie or not? But when it does that switch on you, man, holy shit, dude. Holy shit that this movie like grab on and doesn't let go. And it's 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 amazing. And it ended up being, I think, 
my top two of that year, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot what might have beaten it. Um, but I absolutely love this film. I'm so glad that we got to talk about it because we it's been brought up if we're going to review it sooner, more sooner than later. So I'm glad that Chance did bring it up. But um, but yeah, it's just again, based off that first day that I ended up going to see it and just being so mind blown by everything and all the uh, the uh, su- the subtlety and symbolism that the movie has. It's it's you know, you can we can do a whole three hour stream based off of it. Um, and I- I think that's the thing that I think of the most with this film is when you say, when I say that you can watch it and pick something else up new every single time, that's legitimately t- true because I've seen this movie at least like 10 times now at this point, because it's always on cable and stuff. You always put it on whenever you pass by it. But even this time I picked up a lot more from the beginning of the film with the whole of them hitting the deer at the beginning. That's how, you know, Allison Williams is crazy because if you hit an animal in your car, that's a traumatizing experience, and she is fine. Like she, she takes a couple of deep breaths, and there's no reaction to it after that. She's like, "All right, come on, let's move on." Meanwhile, he's looking at the deer, traumatized. Why? Because his mom, it, it relates to his mom and all these things. So, am I a uh, chance? Am I being hyperbolic by saying that it's a perfect film? I mean, yeah, in that it sets out to do, sets out to do, it has a goal, and it accomplished that goal near. Flaws. There's only like a handful of perfect movies that are made. I do think this is, if, if you want to point to like perfect movies in the 2010s, I think it's definitely like a contender because it is a solid, it, it is like a very extremely well crafted film. And it, it's funny, I remember, I remember seeing the first trailer for this in 2016, like it dropped late 2016. Mm-hmm. And like I remember the way, if you go back and watch it, it like starts off like really like, really like bad because yeah, just yeah. like, oh, he's a guy. A black guy's got a white girlfriend. It's like, oh, this guy's just coming to dinner again. And then, like, it, they hit the deer. And then it just, like, just, just delves into like, this really, like, down, twisted direction. And you find, like, Jordan Peele wrote and directed it. You're like, what the, like, what the hell? What the hell? Yeah. And th- at that point, you have to go see it. And, yeah, I remember, because this came out when I was, like, my early days of college when I just started. I didn't have a car, so I had to, like, walk to the movie theater. As I walk, I saw, I saw Lego Batman that that was there. I'm just like, you know what? Get out. Sorry, in like five minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll go. To, I'll go check in, check that out, see see what's going on there. And yeah, I was blown away. This movie is absolutely stellar, just from just from, just from top to bottom. I think it's an incredibly put together film. And like you said, it, it is something that you never experience the same way twice because. Once you know everything going into like subsequent viewings, you do notice things that you failed to pick up on the first time you watch it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, especially like at the party scene after you've seen it the first time, the second time you're actually listening to what all the white people are saying to Chris as he's yeah. getting introduced. You're like, damn, they were grooming him from the beginning. It's like literally, yeah, it's literally like an interview that they're doing. It, it's, it's, it's fucking it's, insane. It's like, it's, but it's like a meat. It's like a meat market, literally. And yeah, some of the, some of the things you don't know, like the fact that there's there's, a, there's like a throwaway line, like "Don't go down, don't go down the basement." There's some black mold down there. You know, black yes. molds. I, on the on the viewing on the viewing yesterday, I'm like, oh my god, that's cynical, man. That's so yeah, fucking cynical. That was like, oh, black mold there. When uh Bradley Whitford's talking about uh, his parents, like when they when they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. Like talk about the servant, but like you think he's talking about the servant, but he's actually talking about his his parents. His parents, yeah, it's so, actually yeah. his freaking parents, dude. It's insane, man. Yeah, can um, I tell you the one I picked up on this time though? The um when he's showing when Bradley Whitford's showing Chris around the house, 
and he shows him the Jesse the picture where Jesse Owens beat his grandfather, right? And he drops a line that said he never he almost got over he, it. He almost got over it. Yeah, yes, dude. Fuck, dude. Like, yeah, no, that's he, because Jesse Owens beat him in a race. He started this whole project where he's going to, you know, take black people's bodies because he sees them as stronger beings and puts the white the white brains into that. It's just like whoa. Every, yeah, every, he- out for you. I mean, look, that's a, it's a very long, drawn-out revenge plan. But you do you, Mister Amitash. <laughs> yeah. One of one of the uh, for me the uh, the reveal of the, uh, the the when they're showing Chris and she takes him to the lake show, she doesn't see that they're actually auctioning him off. Like that whole thing, uh, and it, it goes back to like uh, slave auctions, white people taking over the black bodies. Yeah, uh, stands for white people. Um, what you call it? Like still using black people, like. Even even now, you know the the white people are, are trying to own black body. It's insane, bro. It's just it's, it's, like again, all this the symbolism that are in this movie, um, yeah. using them as like physical labor and overall white, you know, still having that power. It's it's yeah, and you know, like these other ones, like you, you talk about the deer, but like you know, deer pelt to his mom, but it's also like you know, the scene where like he's like watching the deer struggle for life, and then like when he's like tied to the chair, when it's him like, tied up, down on, yeah, now and the deer's looking down at him trying to struggle. The fact yeah. that he has to save his life by, by picking cotton—it's incredibly by picking cotton, dude. To pick yeah. cotton, it's and then he uses learned. the cotton. He uses the cotton to to stop the hypnosis, man. Like that, like all that shit, man. You're like, what the fuck, bro? It's it again. I I like Kyle. Kyle said, like, I know you. Th- I am one of those that that actually thinks it's it, it's a near perfect film as well. It's and again, it gets it gets better with. Uh, I actually thought I, I had only seen it once, but I remember I did. I have seen it. This is my third time seeing it. I haven't seen it them. But again, it's one of those films that the the first time I saw it, you do pick up more, obviously, because I picked up more like the the black mole part I picked up, and the, he almost got over it part I did pick up as well. The cereal, um, the cereal, like she's the cereal, the se- the separate. I watched that for the first time and think she's just fucking weird, and yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> like no, she separated the white from the colors. I'm like, what the fuck? How did he do that? <laughs> yeah, it's, dude. Um, it, yeah, this is just one of those movies where, like, we could add a category today. Of what's your favorite symbol in this film? Like, there's oh, yeah, so many. Yeah, seriously, the deer. The deer is actually one, exactly what you said. Like, like in the beginning, he's like the deer's like an omen. Like, you know, like he gets hit. He's uh, exactly what what uh what Chan says, and then he sees a mountain on the wall, looks down on him. That's that's freaking insane. Um, what else did I write here? Well, also Bradley Whitford goes on this whole rant about how much he hates deer, and that's clearly a metaphor for black people because he's like, you know, I look at it as I see a dead deer, and it's I call that a start. And he's like, that they're always um invading our ecosystems and stuff like that. You're like, geez, man, that it, this is a hardcore movie, and then the most of it is actually uh improvised from what I read about the script. Wow! A lot wow! Improvised, yeah, especially Rod Williams stuff, which we'll get to definitely. Okay, yeah, that 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 makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense actually. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, almost all improvised, and well, yeah, he's gonna come up in a category, I'm sure. Um, Chance, is there anything else you want to point out about this one before we jump into these categories? Um, no, I think we can just jump right in. I feel like I've said the eyes. I, I, I feel like to get in specifics to, to get into yeah. specifics uh, later. I think 
I, I think I'll say have, have more to say when we get specific. So yeah, I'm ready to go. Absolutely. I feel, I feel the the eyes is something we I wanted to mention. That's something I'd written down. How um, when he's he's sitting in the chair and the guy's telling him, I wanted to, you know the blind guy obviously that tells Art uh, wants his eyes. And if you notice, like Chris is always taking pictures. He's always he's the one that's alert. So it's it's a, that was another thing that's uh, symbolizing key of like he's always looking and that's what he wanted to take from him. Well, then you also notice that he's sitting where the auction is. Like, that's where he's just hanging out the entire time. You're like, oh, maybe because he's blind, he's just sitting there. No, he wants Chris so bad that he <laughs> yeah. wants to be the first person to auction. Like, I'm not missing out on this guy. He's, he's, in, he's in line. He is in line. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's oh, like the people who, like, wait in line overnight for, like, video game drops and, like, cell phones. Yes. Exactly. Or how back then they used to wait in line for concert tickets and movie tickets yeah, and all that that's stuff. That's it. Before RPM move phone was a thing. No. <laughs> all right um let's jump into the categories here then guys first one as always is best scene uh there's quite a bit you can choose from chance since you are a guest man, i want you to start what is your best scene in get out it's my favorite scene in the film it's so many cheese but i decided to go with the first hypnotism session just okay. the back and forth between Catherine here and dan kaluuya i think it showcases how great of an actor kaluuya is in this film because like you see just how much how much he's acting with his face even though his like his mouth is conveying something completely different like the way his like eyes are tearing up like 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 th- that is that is fantastic and then yeah. when it comes to like, the ultimate hypnotism just the way the way he like uses physicality in this scene i think is fantastic and the way it all culminates in that well it comes with like with, with the score that creates the ambiance and then just comes to, like a great head with that with the sunken play sequence which looks incredible yes i think i think that it is an, i think it's a great effect i think it's again another great another great symbol in this movie for like how like it's a metaphor for like marginalization of black people in america i just think that that scene really of all the scenes in the movie that's the one that probably sticks out to me the most so yeah the first time we've seen and you and the second time you watch it around you're like Man, Chris, just get out of there, move a muscle, do something. And you, yeah. and you just you see him slowly sink into the chair and not be able to move. And you know that feeling of like I, I used to uh, go through sleep paralysis where I'm I'm awake, but I can't move my body, and that's scary. Now imagine this woman's just grilling me about my mother. Like it, it's it's ter- definitely terrifying. I want to point. Well, actually, I'll point it out later as we get into it. Uh, Jader, what is your favorite scene in this film? Uh, I'm going to go with something, I guess, a little bit more obvious. And I like the reveal at the end when the whole that scene is so tense for me. And it's the reveal I'm talking about is the get the keys. You took mine. It's, it's honestly for me. I'm sorry, man. But yeah, that, that for me, that scene, I remember again, the first time in the theater. Give me one second, guys. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I'll jump in on this one then, um, because that's my pick as well. It's it, like when you think of a movie, an image always sticks in your in your head. And for me, it's Rose picking up the keys from inside the person. She's saying, you know, I can't give you the keys, baby. You know, he just yeah. drops all the bags. Like I, I knew this was coming, but I didn't want I didn't. I hoped it wouldn't. Like I knew it was yeah. coming. I hoped it wouldn't. That's of, exactly. Of course, what at that point, you're already figuring everything out. You get me? But at, you're still hoping, at least for me. I was still hoping that she was the only one. I'm like, I know the family was super skeptical. I'm like, she's honestly going to be his only hope right now. Mm-hmm. And she just like, when that, that reveal, you're like, you, 
bitch. Like, <laughs> well, it's, it's, because, it's because at that point, you, you start thinking, because after you spend like, the box full of photos, yes. you start yeah, thinking, man. oh, is she like another hypnotism victim? Is she like a, like a sleeper cell that they send in to like find new recruits? But mm-hmm. no, when the, when the real that she's in on it is... It's insane. It's super twisted. I remember the the crowd reaction when we when we found that out. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, like that's... everybody. Like, I, I think I even heard somebody go, oh hell no, like like <laughs> pissed off, dude. And I was like, man, this is. I was again already invested in this film and that scene alone, and it, it's the scene that always sticks out. Even even when I saw it yesterday, um, it's I still get, and I know it's coming. And I'm like, hurry up, hurry up, and you, it's just such a tense tense moment and just the look of like hopelessness in his eyes like once she tells him like that's it and uh you know shout out to the caleb landry jones we haven't really t- spoken about him but he, 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 yeah. I know, but he, he was he was just he was so fantastic in this film um but in that scene specifically you just you know you want to like strike him dude so it's it's he was great so yeah but that's my scene to me, it's also a testament to how great of an actress Allison Williams is. To, for us to be convinced throughout the entire film that, no, 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 she's good. She's the only good one. All these other people have something going on. She has no idea what her family's about to do to Chris. And then finally the reveal, you're like, damn, like, she, she got me. She got Chris. She got me. It, it worked. So I think that this is Allison Williams' first feature film debut which is mind blowing. Like she's completely seasoned actress in this. So that was also my pick. Um, I also want to throw a shout out then to the, um, the, uh, the dinner party scene, not the outside with the white people, but when he first meets the family and they're having that night with Caleb Landry Jones, as you mentioned, just being super creepy, asking him like, Hey, do you like what's your sport, Chris? And do you do MMA? MMA. Oh yeah. There's just so many signs going on there. It's really good. Um, Best line is our next category here. Jader, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, man. I have an easy one, but so do I. So do uh, I. Very easy one. It? And I don't think it's the same one as I don't know, maybe, but for no me point. it's uh I'm TS motherfucking hey. Same we one. handle that shit. That's what we do. Consider this shit fucking handled. Yeah. <laughs> uh absolutely love that line. You know, again, and it's uh another scene that was very, very tense and uh, one of the things I love about this film is how uh, Peel knows when to, you know, uh, throw in the comedy and when to keep keep things tense. And I felt like that was a like more of a sigh of relief um, when that line is said. You're like, okay, because everything you're so even even if you see um, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Chris's character, he's still like like in awe of everything that just happened, you know. It's so, the last word. That, it's the last line we hear in the movie. Is that yeah. line, which is just yeah. that's the last thing we hear as this film's ending. So, uh, Chance, what what do you got in the, for this one? And you got the same thing as us? No, it was very tempting to go with that one because that is the one I quote very often. But now the one I decided to go, I said go with a little, a little more provocative, and I decided to go with Lance. I think indicative of the sinister nature of this film, and that's Bradley Woodford when he's at the fire saying, "In life, what is your purpose?" Yeah. yeah. Now. I mean, that's being being a black man. I can speak for myself. I, I can speak to this. There's a you know, stereotype that black people are very lazy. They don't. They procrastinate. They don't live to the full potential. That and that's a, that's a theme that's kind of present in this film because, like, you, you like you said, the dinner scene with Kaylee Jones, where it's like, if you focus energy, you can be a, you can be a fucking beast. And yeah, I think that it it kind of like reveals the sensitivity of the film because like it, it reveals like why it's kind of like why they're choosing black people because like they feel like they can 
they have opportunities that they wouldn't have, but they are not seizing. Yeah. And they have attributes that they want, but don't have because of their genetics. So I feel like there's so many great lines in this film. And like I said, that, that's a very, it's a very fun one, but I feel like this one really just conveys what this movie, like the, the, the tone, the tone and just the underlying, the underlying like passive racism, which I think this movie does very well. It, it That's one that's really like indicative of that theme and that motif in this film. So yeah, that's, in my opinion, that's the best line. Uh, uh, that was I, great. I, mean, I can throw out another one that's kind of a, a like people quote it, but I think it means a lot. And it's uh, Bradley Whitford also saying that I would have ob- voted for Obama for a third term. <laughs> third These white people listen to that comment. They're like, yeah, he's not racist. Like I don't hear any. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> truly, like Jordan Peele threw in that line on purpose because it is indicative of kind of being blind to what we're actually saying. And it like especially who you're saying it to, and I think like a chance. Like you seem like you want to say something about that line. Like there's- no, and, and uh, no, I think it's also a great line. It's also like it's indicative of how people. I don't know, guys from my Avenue Q, but there's like there's like a song in there called "Everyone's a Little Bit Racist." <laughs> and it, yeah. It's basically about how like everyone has has some kind of bias some no prejudice how, yeah some, exactly. some, some prejudice that's a better word for it that's some kind of prejudice even if they don't know about it yeah and by that line you think you're being like positive <laughs> but you're actually coming across as like very as like semi-offensive so yeah i think that really really kind of helps because again like they they don't see them as lesser, but they do see them like that's that's the that's the, the interesting thing. They, they don't see them as lesser at all. They see them as better, which mm-hmm. is why they want to be them. But at the same time, they see them as they see them as like unimportant enough to the point where like people will not care if they go missing. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, these these are the perfect candidates. So yeah, no, that's that's also like great line. They're looking. And at- I I oh, was, oh sorry. I love the setup too because she mentions it to him. Um, in the beginning of the of the of the movie, when when we see them together, and she's like, "Oh, I trust me, my dad. Uh, my dad's not racist. Um, if he he'd probably tell you that if he can uh, vote for Obama for a third term, he'd probably do it." You know, and then like you know, not even maybe fifteen minutes later, he says it. I couldn't help but laugh the first time I saw that. But um, I also feel like the movie does such a great job, like addressing passive racism, which I feel like is a lot scarier because they're like. You can tell they, they like, again, like a line like the Obama line where you're coming off racist, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're kind of like smiling at you like I didn't say anything wrong. I felt like Peel like handled that perfectly, um, you know? Um, but, um, you, is, all right. So no, let's, I'm done. let's move on. I got uh, this is the shortest casting what ifs that I've ever done here. Um, because almost everyone he wanted, he got for this film, including Bradley Whitford after seeing a certain film. That's who he wanted him to be. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, which I'll get, I'll actually say now, Daniel Kaluuya nailed, got the role at his audition right on the spot after nailing the scene where Chance's favorite scene, where he's sitting in the chair getting hypnotized for the first time. They did five takes of that in his audition and a single tear went down every single time. And Jordan Peele said, you get the part right there. Like that which is pretty, pretty fascinating. The only casting what if I have here is he went to Tiffany Haddish and asked her to audition, but she declined because she's afraid of scary movies. So she didn't <laughs> want to. <laughs> That's the only thing. I, I can't imagine what role she'd play. Maybe the uh, police officer, but that's I, it. Either, either that or the, or the maid. 
The mate, yeah, the uh, the oh, grandmother. That's who I was thinking. As soon as you said that, I thought she was uh, Georgina. I don't I think she was going to be Georgina. I think the woman who played Georgina, which I can't think of her name. Betty, of Betty, Betty Gabriel. Betty Gabriel. Betty Gabriel. She was an upgrade, and I've seen her in a couple other things since. She's really on the rise right now. That's someone you're going to see in a couple of years, really kind of break through. And this is going to be looked at. Everyone knows her scene in the film where she's going, no, 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 no. no. That, that's one of those famous gifts out there. Um, all right, let's move on to the Mahershala Ali Award for Best Sharpshooter. Uh, this is where I go with um, Rod Williams. <laughs> this is easy. No, I, I agree. It's, he's mine too. It, it's easy for me, Pierre, because he has, what, how many? Two, maybe three scenes in the film, and he steals them all, especially the one where he's talking on the phone for the second time. It's Chris, and she left days ago freaking out in his mind, puts her on mute. You're like, like, you're cutting, oh, you're cutting you're, in you're and out. Bitch. You're Can cutting you hear me in now? and out, man. Yeah, no, you're good. You're clear. Go. Right. Yeah. No, when when he puts her on mute, she's like, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna screw up, bitch. You're gonna you're gonna say something. I'm gonna catch you right here." And he gets back on the phone, and she knows exactly what's going on. It's so good, and he hangs up, and she goes, "Oh, she's an evil genius." It's so funny, man. <laughs> yeah. I think he's. He, I think this was unanimous. I, do you have him as well? As, uh, yeah, that was mine as well. Um, I feel like he was the most woke character. And I'm not just talking about this film. I'm talking about like almost every freaking film. He does exactly what we were all thinking, but he was saying it on film where we were like, hell yeah, dude. You get mm -hmm. me? So for me, for me, that was the obvious choice as well. Um, fantastic. Again, woke and funny as hell. Like he crushes every single scene he's in. Sexless. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and another guy who this is his film debut and i think what really works about this character is the fact that he's relatable like at least for me like i know a lot of people who are like rod in my in my, my personal life like i i i know guys like this yeah. and this is i'm like i i see i see the way he's reacting like this is exactly how like people i know would react to it and i think that's what makes it great like he like i said he's relatable he's funny he has so many, like, he has all the best jokes in the movie. And, yeah, I think that Laura Howery, he's, he, he's, he's, he's fantastic in this film. And so, yeah, I think that for, for Marshall Ali, he, he's, he's a no-brainer. Because he is, of the all supporting characters, he is absolutely the standout. It's funny because uh, Jordan Peele said that he named this film Get Out based off of how uh, black people react watching horror movies. They're always just like, get out, get out. No, and yeah, like he, he's reacting like black people do when they watch horror movies exactly. in theaters. Just like, oh, but now that character is actually in the movie. So, okay, cool. <laughs> so, and then he's trying to explain the whole situation to the cop and the cop doesn't believe him. It's just everything works so well. Um, I have next up the Bill Murray Award for Best Cameo. I think there's only one for this. I know, Jader, you were saying before, you couldn't really think of anybody for this. I couldn't really think about anybody. Yeah, I really couldn't, to be honest Chandler, with you. Yeah. So I took this cameo because like, there's, no, there's no real cameo, but I decided to go with someone who has a smaller role in the film. And I decided to go with Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Just to see his character shift from the beginning to where he's like very much like the kind of character he would play. To like when you see him again and he just like completely just like turned on a dime mm -hmm. and it's like what happened and then like you know the ult the you know the penultimate not the penultimate but like his peak scene in the movie is like when like the flash hits and you just see like again exerting his physicality just the way his like face shifts 
Yeah, like, just the way, the way his like fa- his face shifts, yeah. and you can tell like, oh no, something something's wrong. Something's gonna get something that something's gonna go down. And yeah, I do think that I, I think he's one of the best actors working right now. And he had minimal screen time in this film, but he made the most of every single second he was on screen. And he absolutely can be looked at as a cameo because considering where he's at now as an actor compared to where he was back in 2017 where this came out, he was only really only known for Atlanta. Yeah. And that was it. And now you see him in this film years later after Seymour's career is gone with stuff like, oh, um, what was it called? Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. That was the one, that was his big, really his kind of his breakout role, I guess you could say. That was the one where people were like, "Oh yeah, this guy's got something." Then you see him in Knives Out just last year, and he's got a good role in that. He's just in the photograph. Uncut Gems, bro. He killed it in Uncut Gems too. Uncut yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, man. He uncut killed. Gems. He killed it in Uncut Gems, dude. He's just he's popping up everywhere. So yeah, this is definitely uh, the winner for best cameo. Let's move on. The Gary Oldman award. The Gary Oldman. <clears throat> Everyone award for best overacting. Um, I know Jader is telling me he couldn't figure out one for this. Those are the two that I couldn't figure out. I was like, ah, I don't know. I went with every white person, but Alice. <laughs> every white person. See, I, I went with her brother, Caleb Landry Jones. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it just, especially in the dinner party scene, the one woman who's like touching his arm that's like, how, is it really, is it really, you know, different down there? Talking about how well, you know, how big black people are down there. That's what he's, you know, what she's referring to. They're just all so over the top. The guy's like, let me see your golf swing, Chris. Let's see. What <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, so, Chance, you had um, you had Caleb Landry Jones. What, what makes him a little I think that, and you look at the beginning of the movie where he's supposed to be, where like the family's supposed to be coming across as normal, and like you're not supposed to like tip him off to anything. He's already acting like a psychopath. So, just mm-hmm. like, dude, what are you okay. doing? You're, you're gonna give away his whole operation. You're gonna you're gonna fuck this up. We're gonna lose our black body. Like, what are you doing, dude? Tell, tone it down. And he just ha- he just had this like intensity to him. And there's just like, kind of like backwoods, like backwoods horror quality to him. That in a scene where people are like, right now people are acting normal, he does stand out in that in that sense. So, especially like when they're, they're ramping up, but when they're like, if he fits in more, like you know, like he's playing the ukulele, he starts to, he starts to you know feel like more in place. But yeah, at the beginning of the movie, it's just like, wow, dude, like you're you're really trying to tip your hand here. Slow your roll. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. you're gonna ruin this. I mean, Jader, after hearing that, do you have any answer for this category? I like both those answers, but white people are definitely probably the ones that I like. <laughs> had I like not thought of that, I can't believe I didn't think about something like that. But uh, yeah, um, again, uh, now that like bringing it to light, how uh, how Chance just said it, you're you're absolutely right. He was the overactor, but I I feel like he's so just intense in every role that he does that for me it was like, oh, he's just being him. Like yeah. that's 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 who he plays, you know. But uh, yeah, those are those are great answers from both of you, man. That's awesome. That th- that was his year. Was twenty seventeen? He never started oh, yeah. movies. Like I remember oh, yeah. a project, and they had three billboards in the same year as Get Out. And you're like, man, this who is this guy? He was also an Amer- he was also an American an American made. He did American made that year too. Right. Jeez, what a year, man. Like, like, <laughs> get your get get your eggs in a fruit basket. Like, yeah, he earned it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So a couple interesting details I found out about this. Jordan Peele has been asked to do a sequel and said he would only do it if he finds the right story. So he's open to it and we could see a sequel down the road. But however, just looking at it on the surface, do we really need a sequel? Probably not. 
there is that alternate ending though, which we haven't brought up before, which before Donald Trump was elected president, the original ending was at the end when you see the police car pull up, Chris, there's actual cops in that. Chris gets arrested. Yeah, Chris gets arrested. Yeah, I know about that alternate ending actually. It's on the Blu-ray actually. You can actually they filmed that scene. It's in there. And you can go you can go watch that. But that's that's kind of scary to think that that could have been the ending because it's also all too real, especially in today's age. Like that's probably what would have happened. He would have gone straight to jail. But he saw after Trump won that we need a hero at the end of this. And that's exactly what he did is he made Chris a hero, got out of there. I, I, yeah, I, I do like the positivity, but I do think that the in- ending is interesting because you look at like the way it parallels like civil rights leaders like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, where they both like the jail time. It's kind of the implication of that original ending is kind of like, you know, for progress you made, someone has to pay for it. Yeah. And in this case, Chris was the guy who was paying for it in this case. So I did like that parallel about that being said. I do, I do enjoy the fact that, you know, look, black people get beaten up in movies all the time. It's nice to see someone has something as a positive experience in the film. Um, another detail I got here. Actually, uh, Chance, I'll ask you kind of a trivia question here. What famous Hitchcock film is the scene with um, with the grandpa running towards Chris in homage to? Oh, uh, God damn. I don't know. What is it? North by Northwest. So, oh, the, oh, like, oh, something like the plane? The plane. The plane. So, okay. Yeah. He's, he's always liked the idea of someone running towards the camera and North by Northwest. He says done it the best. And when he, he just likes the feeling that the audience gets when you see someone running towards you directly at you, because you feel like something's coming at you right here. And then you, you also, it makes you want to react to it. So I think that's also a really good scene, especially when you think about how um, he's trying to beat Jesse Owens, the grandpa's trying to beat Jesse Owens. So he's practicing his running at night. Just freaky, man. Um, like I said, Kaluuya was given the role on the spot after nailing that audition. Uh, Jordan Peele went to a UCLA class. There's actually a UCLA class called Second Place Racism, Survival, and the Black Horror Aesthetic um, and sat in the back and at the end answered a question by raising his hand. And of course, all the kids went nuts. So I think that's cool that that's a class you can take oh, in nice. UCLA. And then um, domestically is the highest grossing debut original horror film with $176 million, dethroned the Blair Witch Project, which... It clearly is one of the most defining horror films, and now Get Out is kind of taking that mantle away from it. And then finally, well deserved, well deserved, absolutely. And then finally, well that uh, the scene where um, Rod is talking to Rose and he's crossing off things on a list. Do you guys see what he crosses off on the list on his paper? I did not know. He crosses off the word magic. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe he's being controlled by magic. There's something going on here. That's funny. <laughs> I just found that out before coming out here. I think it's funny. Um, so, uh, Jader, Chance, I got some Schmodown questions if you guys want to do some trivia here. All right, sure. Let me get my board. Let me get the board. Get ready, Jader. <laughs> I hate you, bro. I hate you, man. Right again. All right. Some of them we've kind of answered throughout this conversation, but we'll see how it goes. I have about five of them here. All right. All ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. How did Chris's mom die? So, you know, Chris's mom is a big character in the story of kind of, you know, defining who he is and how he reacts to situations. So five, four, three, two, one, chance. Car accident. Car accident, Jader? Yep, a car crash. Same thing. It's technically a hit and run. Which is which is a okay. which is an accident involving a car. <laughs> it's true. It, <laughs> <you're not wrong. laughs> technically a hit and run, I'll take it. 
Um, Are you giving us like a, like an eight count, by the way? I can, I can give you a 15 count. If that's what you want. Um, all right. Oh, oh man. What's his, all right. I'll skip that one for now. What? Okay. At the dinner table scene, uh, Rose's brother says that Rose has a collection of what? I'll give you a hint. It's not photos. That had been a little on the nose. Five, four, three, two, one, and Jader. Toenails. Toenails. A chance? I, oh, it is toenails. toenails. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was one of the ones I picked up on this past time watching it. Like, she has a toenail collection that's super strange. That, that, uh, should, that should have been the giveaway right there. <laughs> it really should have. Yeah, Seriously. All right. Uh, what is uh, Jeremy studying in college? Bradley Ridford reveals this at some point in the film, but what is he studying in college? And five, four, three, two, and one. Chance? Nah. Neurosurgery? And Jader? No, it's medicine. Oh, just, medicine. Oh, just, just, just the generic medicine. That's, that's, yeah, that's he what just I thought initially. Medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Off at college studying medicine. He wants to be just like his old man is what he says. Who, he was a neurosurgeon. Challenge. <laughs> he is a neurosurgeon. <laughs> we don't always uh, get the careers we want when we go to college. Uh, what else? Okay. What is the name of Lakeith Stanfield's character? The real name or the... The real name, not the white name. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not his uh, taken over body name. First, first and last name, or what do you need? Yeah, do first and last. And five, four, three, two, one. Jader, Andre Logan King. Uh, you got the first name. And chance. It does sound familiar, but it's Andre Hayworth. Andre Hayworth. Yeah, Logan uh, King is actually the white name. Oh, yes, my that's God. right. Logan King is the white name. Yes. Damn it. You mixed them. <laughs> Finally, a very simple question, but it might be tough. What is the name of Chris's dog? Shit. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a really oh, good one. That's a great one. It is revealed in the scene where Rod Williams is talking to the cop. Okay. Five, four, three. Repeat the question. Uh, <laughs> what is the name of Chris's dog? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Got anything, Jader? Five, four, three, two, one. All right, Chance, what do you got, man? Sandy? So close, Jader. Shandy? Oh, no. It's Shandy, isn't it? It's Sid. Sid, oh, okay. Sid, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm taking care of Chris's dog, Sid, and he holds that's, up the dog. Uh, that's right, yep. That's Sid. <laughs> this is it. This is it. <laughs> so, uh, Good questions there. All right. That was good. That was good. That was fun. Apex Mountain. Big category here. Apex Mountain. To me, this is tough because a lot of these people, I feel like, are way too early in their careers to have yeah. Apex Mountains yet to kind of define it. But I just went with from what they've had so far. So there's a big conversation to be had about Daniel Kaluuya and Jordan Peele and almost everybody. So, I mean, who you, this award can go to multiple people. Chance, who do you got here for uh, Apex Mountain? Yeah, I tell you, a lot of these actors are kind of getting established, but I'm going with Allison Williams. 
purely yeah, because turn. purely because she hasn't booked a lot of like major film work outside. Sure, she still has girls, but like outside like the perfection, she hasn't really done like a lot of like big movies, which is which sucks because like she's great in this and she should be in more things. But for some reason, she's just not getting cast. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much or time girls stick up. But yeah, I, I do think that so far this is her apex now. But it could change if she if she gets cast more movies. I, I definitely agree. Um, like the like you said, the perfect, the perfection is the only other thing I've really seen her in. Wasn't she in like the live action um, Peter Pan on stage or something like they did she that? Was. <laughs> she was. She was. She was. Oh, she with, was. With, Christopher, with Christopher Walken. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's the only other thing I think of her in. Um, but yeah, she. It's, it's surprising because she's so good in this movie, like really, really good. I just haven't seen her in much ever since. Uh, Jader, who do you got for this? That was the same thing. Allison Williams was my, my answer as well. Um, okay. Everybody has early on careers is exactly what we, uh, what we said. Um, but I feel like if we're talking even work now, it, it, it has to be her. I don't think she's topped anything that she's done after this. Uh, Kaluuya, you can argue, you know, even though Black Panther wasn't his, but he's done a lot more uh, high caliber stuff. Uh, he was great in Widows. You know, he's just a bunch of movies that he's done that oh, yeah. he's been great in, you know? Yeah. Um, He's got a good and, uh, one coming out later this year too. With yes. uh, oh the the Jew is the Black Messiah, right? That one, yes. Yeah. So with Ryan Coogler producing it, it that, I, can't, yeah. I can't wait for that. I can't that wait one, for that. That one look. That one looks like it's gonna be a banger. I can't wait for it. because yeah. right. right before he get out, uh, before uh, get out, he was in uh, Sicario. So he he, had he, he, he was and like, but, but he wasn't like a major role in Sicario. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. He had a little role, but he had that. Then Black Panther Widows. He had uh, a. Yeah, yeah, you know, so so that's why I couldn't go with him. And then uh, Lakeith, we already said that he's just he's he's you know he's he's on the way up. So I feel like Allison Williams is probably gonna be uh uh this is her apex thus far. I do want to see her uh, a lot more work from her because uh, how great she was. And again, just rewatching the film again, I was like, holy shit, man! Like, why haven't we seen more of her? You know, I've personally never seen Girls, so I don't know how great she is in that. She's good on the um, show. She's she is good on that show. So, but um, but yeah, that that's mine. Uh, I'm gonna make the argument here for Jordan Peele. Here's why. Interesting. I know I know he's really early in his career, but he did come out with Us after this two years later, which I really like Us. But everyone who watches that movie can acknowledge it's nowhere near as good as Get Out. And just the hype that he's gotten from Get Out, the praise that people say that this is a perfect film, like myself. Um, a lot of people are he's he's been put on the map so much to where he's in the same category as a Nolan and a Tarantino as far as if he's putting out a movie, it's an event. We're all going to go see it. Us was a huge event when it came out. And he's at that level now where who, no matter what he does, people want to be there to see it opening night. And I just this movie's so high up there that it's hard to imagine him topping this at some point in his career. So that's where the hesitancy comes in that like maybe this might be his apex. And if it is, that's okay. Cause guess what? He won an Oscar for this. He got a, a writing Oscar for this. So I, I know there's, there can be pushback on it, but I mean, Jader, you kind of want to say yeah. something about this? Yeah. My, my only argument is that we're talking bodies of work, everything that he's done. Like, how are you going to ignore the key and peel? You know, everything that he's done with that, with that over, over get out or, or, you know, we have it again. I understand what you're saying, but I, I feel like, um, he's done like 
I love Get Out, but I feel like he, he his, if you're going to give anything, if you're going to give his apex to anything, I feel like it would be Kim Peele because how successful that was. Um, you don't Seriously, you don't think so? No, because here's the thing. People looked at him as the funny guy coming out of Key and Peele, and then he hits you with this horror masterpiece. I think that's the true definition of like a an artist upping his game. Even I understood, understood completely. But even if you watch Keel and Peel and you see some of the horror, uh, they're very well done. The skits, oh, yeah. the horror skits that he done there, and you can tell that now that you've seen Get Out, you're like, holy shit, that had to be him. This was all him, you know. Um, I haven't seen Twilight Zone. I don't know if it's if it's great or not because um, I know he he wrote a couple. I think he wrote the first episode or wrote a couple. I'm not sure. He wrote, he wrote a couple. Uh, from what I remember. Yeah, uh, he ha- obviously wrote the screenplay for uh, Candyman, which we have yet to see. Yep. So I I mean, but but I I can see that. Uh, I can see how you you can um, argue that. So I'm, and I think in terms of like is is this going to be hard top? It will, but I think he'll do movies that are in relatively the same ballpark like us is us is not as good as this but i don't think it's like i will count it i, I don't think it's like a massive like gap in quality it's, it's not very it's not very far behind at least in my opinion so i, I think he's kind of got the like fincher quality where just like he'll he probably won't direct a ton but like when he does gonna like really he's gonna like knock it out of the park i think it's kind of akin to something like what spike lee you know, everyone looks at do the right thing as probably his best film. And that's his only his third film he put out there. And even sure. though he's made great films ever since people still kind of go back to do the right thing as the one that kind of defines him. And I could see the same thing happening here with Jordan Peele. It's not to say that he's going to fall off a cliff and never be good again. I, I could see this guy, you know, having one of the best careers that we've ever seen. Um, like he was what, what the only the fifth uh, or sixth or fourth or fifth African-American ever to get nominated for a best director at the Oscars. It's a, it's a really small group of people. So yeah. it, it's really de- like define this movie's going to define his legacy for a long time, but I can see why we, it's it's a wait and see for him, for Daniel Kaluuya, for all these uh, other people that are in it. that are such young actors. Um, but let's get to the last one. Who won the movie? I mean, oh, I right, think it's right, 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 the sequel. You know what? Go ahead, go ahead, Chance. Pitch the sequel, man. What is it? Because, like, because I did have, I did have one ready. All right, go for it, man. So here's my idea for the sequel. So it it ends off. So it ends off. You know, Chris drives away. He drives off in the sunset. His, his journey's done. However, we do know, based on what we found in the closet, that there are a lot of people that the, the, this procedure was done to. So my idea for the sequel is we found out that Bradley Whitford was not the only one who knew how to do this procedure. He was part of the society of the coagula. So, so, like Rod, so Rod decides that he needs to, and we've seen that people who are under this kind of control do have the ability to get out. Just all you gotta do is flash the light in front of the head and you're done. So Chris is in hiding because he can't go under. So so Rod has so Rod has to go back and try and free these other black people with a by sending in an agent undercover, played by Michael B. Jordan. Ah, he's, go, right. he's going. And what I think this would do is you know because the first Get Out is indicative of like you know marginalization, and if you look at it, you can kind of see this as modern day slavery. So what do you need? You need an underground railroad. So that's that's why you would have Get Out Liberation. It's gonna be about all of them like finding people who are under this under this control and trying to set them free. That's Jordan Peele, call the man, man. It's a really good pitch. I mean, I'm also thinking something too. Like, 
Rod is the type of guy. He's TSA. He's also very like has that addictive personality. So where he, right. he's like, this isn't over. We got to find out what's going on. And Chris is, you know, this is something that's going to live with Chris for the rest of his life. No one believes him, but Rod, we got to yeah. go back and we got to make sure this ends. Cause he knows that there's more people. I, I can save the Keith Stanfield by just taking a picture of him. We can get him out yeah. of there. But, but I, but I wouldn't have Chris in the movie. I would just have, I would just introduce a new character. I feel like okay. his journey, I feel like his journey came to, a satisfying enough end, and not to mention, like you couldn't send you couldn't send him again because everyone would know who he is. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, 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 exactly. No. So you you would need a new you would need a new character to go in and try and like set this operation, which is why I want to bring him back. Would be Jordan, another one of my favorite actors working today. Yeah, to go in and like you know start this start the ball rolling. I, I think another guy that we could throw in there too is someone like an Aldous Hodge. Um, Ooh, I do love Alitaj. Alitaj is a terrific actor, and I, I yes, feel like he's he's just waiting for that next big role. And if Jordan Peele casts a movie, kind of like how Jordan Peele put Winston Duke in to us right after he was in Black Panther to give him more of a starring role after that, I could definitely see him. Like we didn't know who Daniel Kaluuya was until he did Get Out. So Jordan Peele is really finding these people and pushing them forward. Um, that's a great pitch right there, Chance. So let's do last Good one. Show. Who won the movie? I mean, I feel like this is kind of obvious, but there's an argument for a lot of people out there. So, uh, Jada, let's start with you, man. For me, it was Jordan Peele, man. Yeah. Jordan Peele won the movie. He actually won an Oscar for this. Um, it was, again, everything that was said literally on, on the old Apex Mountain. Um, first directorial debut, crushes it. Uh, year, like, it's going to be years, and we're still going to be talking about this film. Um, we just said that it took over the uh, best original horror over Blair Witch Project that came out in 1999. Um, what's not to say, man? Like, Jordan Peele for me won this film. Absolutely. And then again, what you just said, it's being just like a Nolan event. Like, you know, every time a Jordan Peele movie is going to be announced, you know, a lot of Candyman. Everybody thinks that Jordan Peele is directing that movie for some reason. I know. <laughs> also, yeah, everybody's like, oh, then, they, they, you know, he's doing, he's doing Candyman. I'm like, oh, he wrote it. It's like uh, when people thought Lord and Miller were doing Spider Verse, and it's like no, they're just producing and they wrote well, cause, it. Well, because they, they put their names everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I feel like that's 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 you know the, the world we live in now is when they announce a Jordan Peele film, people are going to run to the theater to go see what he, what he's uh, what he's cooking up, man. So, in my opinion, he's he's who won this film. Chance, who do you got? Is he Jordan Peele? That was one that was my initial thought, but. I'm gonna, you know, just in the interest of you know variety, I'm gonna throw it to someone else. I'm going to say Jason Blum, owner of Blumhouse, because if you look at it, I mean Blumhouse, sure they did uh, Paranormal Activity, but in terms of like being like real, real prestige films, while also being like incredibly profitable, like Jason Blum, he kind of redefining Hollywood in terms of like how he makes movies. Like just hey, give you five million dollars, I give you five million dollars, you know, I could get a penny more, and I better get this back at the end of the month. This the way he goes about this, and it paid off in a big way. This, this I believe, was the most profitable film of the year 2017, yeah. just because the cost was so low budget, and not to mention it got a best picture, it got a best picture nomination. It really kind of solidified Blumhouse is not just a uh, you know guy guys who make horror movies on the budget of a ham sandwich. It, it solidified them as like, oh, these guys are like a legitimate studio. Should have a lot of crap, but. Mm-hmm. They are like a legitimate studio, and yeah, Jordan Peele, like like we said, this movie put his name in everybody's mouth. But and honestly, he'll be my first pick to win the movie. But in the interest of like throwing shot to somebody else, I will say Jason Blum. I'll, I'll do the same thing as you, man, because I, of course Jordan Peele absolutely won the movie. 
But I think there's an argument to be made for a lot of people. You could say like Lil Rel Howery was stole the show in every scene he was in. And he could have won the movie. I thought Allison Williams, like especially watching it this last time, she really is a terrific actress in this film. Being able to make us buy that she's the last good one the entire time is something extraordinary that a lot of people don't have like that's something you got to possess is that likable quality to you and when she makes that turn it almost like it breaks your heart just as much as chris's so i think there's arguments maybe for her and honestly daniel kaluuya we haven't actually talked about him much throughout yeah i know it's crazy we really haven't talked too much about him (laughs) and he's really the the best he's the best actor by far in this film to me absolutely like and i didn't i didn't know he was british until i didn't know he was from the uk either until afterwards yeah, like I, I completely buy the accent. I he has that uh, subtle quality to him, where you like him and you want to root for him, but also he's kind of standoffish in a way too. So he keeps that distance from the audience, where so you can believe him as a truly like excellent actor and excellent character. I, I like the little moments of him where after the dinner party scene, he's upstairs on the laptop and Allison Williams is brushing her teeth and just going talking about like, you know, can you believe my mom and my brother? And yeah. he's just going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's really good acting there. And then when he gets angry too, when he's on the phone with Rod, he's like, yeah, I knew that was the guy. I, I just think Daniel Kluge is one of these guys that's really going to take over like the next kind of, I know people say this all the time, but the next Denzel and, you know, people throw out Michael B. Jordan for that and all these other actors. But I really feel like, the contender here is Kaluuya because if you've seen his other work after this, he's the scariest thing in Widows. Yeah, like, Widows. He is. He is horrifying. Terrifying. Oh terrifying movie. that movie. And then I remember. Oh, I remember like, when I, saw, I I remember when I was watching uh, Widows. I don't know why. Like I knew he was gonna be like you know the 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 villain if you will, but I was like, um, I was like, all right, let's see what he got, dude. I was legit like freaking out. I was like, oh. Sh- yeah, and keep mind, keep mind. He's he managed to stand out in a movie with Viola Davis, Liam Neeson, Robert Duvall, Colin Farrell, so yeah. many people, and yeah, he managed that. He, he managed to outdo them all. And I think that's incredibly impressive. Yeah. and then like the one scene I remember from that movie the most is the scene where the two guys are rapping in the middle. And yes, he's surrounding them, and then yes, yes, dude, yes, absolutely. So yeah, that's what I got. Um, hold on just a second. Jader, can you uh, hold on just a second? I got to plug my laptop in real quick. No problem. But yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, dude. I love that you brought up Widows, man. A lot of, not a lot of people like that movie for some reason. Yeah, like, they, I like my yeah, like, We're really cold, really cold. I'm like, I don't know why. Because that like, I don't really, know why. I love it from the first film. time I saw it. I think so, too. I went to go. It was, Um, I remember that I saw it by myself, actually. Because, again, it was like, what is it? I'm like, oh, whatever. So I went to the theater by myself to go see this movie. And I walked out of there, and I'm like, I'm so pissed that I can't talk to anybody about this movie right now. And then I started like um, asking, telling my friends once it, it came out on video to like to check out the movie. They're like, "It was all right, dude. I don't know what the big deal is." I'm like, "What the hell, man?" I'm like, "Do I not see movies the same as you guys anymore?" Like, I feel yeah, like, right. and I feel that I feel that a lot actually. I feel like movies that I absolutely like adore. Like, I try to tell my friends, and all of them are like, "Dude, your your taste is a little different than mine, man." Like, I'm like, I guess because a movie doesn't have explosions every two fucking minutes, you know. <laughs> Like, sorry, I, sorry, sorry, we have nuance in this picture. Apologies. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. So, but uh, Widows is one of them, dude. I absolutely love that movie. I yeah, think that, that was great. that was on my it was on my top ten the year it came out. Yeah, 
And if for people who haven't seen Queen and Slim yet, which was a lot of people because that movie got completely overlooked, see that movie. It's it's truly like they say it, it's the Black Bonnie and Clyde, which it's is, intense. It's really intense, man. We oh, yeah, it was it was very much one of the most under, overlooked films of last year. It's actually like really really good. Yes. And yeah, yeah uh, Clue is great in it. Uh, Jody, uh, what I, I think like Jody Turner Smith, Miss Miss Miss, Miss, jo- Miss Josh Jackson from Mighty Ducks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, um, she's really good in it, but yeah, so, totally. So that's going to do it for us, guys, on another episode of the Jader and Kyle Show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Um, our episodes have been different days every single week. Uh, we're trying to get a consistent schedule here, but 23 episodes in, we're doing well. Chance, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks, oh, yeah, man. This it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, no, man, it's, it's a ton of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, is there anything you want to plug, man? I know you got besides Schmodown, you got a couple shows that you do, right? Yeah, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, at Chance Wars underscore ninety one. Take my podcast, Notorious by Chance. Uh, we're in the middle of our guest timber slate. Uh, we had Dan Merle on talk about seven uh, dropping today. Actually, we had uh, Winston Marshall on talk about the replacements and a bunch of other stuff. That's really some really that's some really good stuff lined up. Like Alex Damon coming on later in the month to talk about Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We got Abby Friel coming on next week to talk about a Disney Channel movie, which is going to be interesting. Uh, and also, <laughs> also, uh, by chance on YouTube, uh, we'll be reviewing movies like we, we both we've got uh reviews for, for Tenet and New Mutants coming out very soon. It's been a look up for that, and uh, yeah, that's uh, basically it. Shmo down, join the Patreon, got a big live match coming up this Friday. I'm not in it, yeah, but... you do, <laughs> yeah, you do. It's, no, it's no well, that's why that's why our, sh- our shows are usually Fridays, uh, but ever since they started doing the right. reviews, we've been we've been trying to you know move so so everybody can watch the show, but uh. But yeah, man, this was fun. Thank you so much for joining, man. Uh, I know it was like super last minute, but I was like, we got to get this guy on the show. We haven't been, we haven't had a chance on the show. We haven't had anybody from corruption on the show. Um, so uh, we've been but, trying. We've been, we've been trying. It's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, uh, I did, I did have a uh, uh, Shannon lined up, uh, but oh, nice. the, it was the week of your match that she was supposed to join. Um, though, though against founding fathers, and I kind of, uh, we kind of, I wrote to her, and I was like, I don't think this. And she goes, thank you, thank you, because she goes, I like, she's like, not that she felt bad, but she was like, I, I, it's, it's crazy for me to jump on a show right now when I gotta focus on the guys. I'm like, don't worry about it, we'll reschedule, and then, right. Um, right. so, so we'll do that now. But hey, let her know you had fun on the show. Maybe she can uh, join on. Uh... <laughs> no, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Chance, man, you're always welcome back whenever there's something else you want to talk about. You're, you're a great guest on the show, and we loved having you, man. We t- we talked so much uh, Orlando that night when we for, when we first met up there. So it was yeah, like, why haven't had Chance yet? So oh, yeah, I, I I will gladly come back anytime. Thank you so Perfect, much, man. We'll we'll do some of the music. I promise. I'll watch it. Right on. <laughs> Gator, thank you again, man. It's been a fun episode, and once you get once again, thank you to all the fans for always keeping up with us. And we'll see you guys next week on another episode of the Jader and Kyle Show.